This is Let's Make Waves podcast. I'm your host, Rana Al-Basri Marwad, and I believe that we're all here to make waves. I created this podcast to help you build your brand by sharing with you tools, resources, and strategies to gain professional authority for better business opportunities. If you want to get unstuck, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome once again to another week and another episode of Let's Make Waves podcast. As always, I'm so happy to have you here. Today, I'm going to put the spotlight on one type of social media marketing, which is influencer marketing. Now, I know it's a buzzword, influencer marketing, but you see, in this digital space, we cannot, as small business owners, we cannot afford to shy away from utilizing different marketing tools that can help us build our brand and credibility while reaching more new audience and potential prospects. So influencer marketing uses endorsement, product mentions, partnerships with certain individuals who have a dedicated social media following. And they are viewed as social influencers or even experts in their own niche. So we cannot deny the impact that influencer marketing can have on our businesses, especially if it's done well, simply because these influencers, the ones who are selected carefully, of course, they've built trust, they've built connection with their followers, where their recommendations can serve as a form of social proof for your business in front of potential target audience. So today, I understand how we feel about this type of marketing. It has clearly become one of the most efficient and effective ways for businesses to reach potential potential target audience, all while increasing brand awareness and helping sales grow at a less costly price from traditional or classic advertising. And before we dive any deeper into details about this topic, I want to acknowledge a very common concern that so many small business owners have about influencer marketing, and that is, you know, restraining them from fully utilizing this tool in their overall marketing plans. Some of those concerns include price of the influencer, influencer fraud in some cases, and influencer controversies. So I hope that by sharing with you today the top 10 tips of how to work with influencers as small business owners, some of those concerns are going to be addressed. Okay, let's dive in. If you're a small business owner and you haven't utilized um, influencer marketing yet, or you feel like you're too small to have an influencer marketing plan, I want you to consider these 10 tips and I hope that they guide you to feel much more confident when you're working with influencers. The first tip is to decide on the goals, whether they are a, you know, a specific campaign or an overall brand deal. By deciding on the goals, you can then um, have a process, let's say, to make it easy for you to start finding, researching, and selecting the right partner influencers who are the right partners for that campaign. If it's a specific campaign, let's say you're, you know, you're going into a sales season, the kind of influencers that you would choose would be different from if you have a brand deal, like a one year, maybe even six month deal, where this influencer that you're working with will be helping you to build authenticity and credibility in your brand. So 
make sure that you are very clear on your goals. And once you do that, it becomes much more easier for you in your research to start identifying not only the right influencers, but the influence who have the type of credibility with their followers that you're looking for, as well as influencers who have any kind of history and certain controversies, it becomes really clear for you who to partner with and, you know, to align your values with the, with the values of the influencer that you've selected. Tip number two is to avoid influencer fraud. So focus on different types of engagement versus follower count. And Influencer fraud has been a topic that is out there for many, many years since the start of social media. And because social media, when it first started, the uh, intention of the platform was not 100% clear and its efficacy towards the followings. So a lot of influencers and a lot of brands at the same time focused a lot on the number of followers versus engagement. Now we've learned not to do that, However, um, because of that kind of understanding, certain frauds uh, took place. So you have um, influencers who have been buying followers or fake engagements or uh, engagement pods or all of that. So there are certain things that you need to look out for during the research phase so that it can help you identify the right influencer with the right uh, real um, you know, following and engagement and all of that good stuff for you to know that you're going to be working with a person who has the same aligned values as you are. So the different types of engagement, it means, you know, overall engagement and contextual engagement. So Overall engagement, that's very clear, you know, uh, the engagement of the followers with the different content that the influencer is posting or sharing out there. And that's easily calculated. And there's so many software that also can help you with that matter. And contextual uh, engagement is engagement when it comes to uh, followers engaging with the influencer content by giving authentic authentic comments, authentic shares, authentic um, uh, feedback when it comes to their content. You can easily know that uh, by going through certain um, content pieces on the influencer's profile and really start digging deep and studying the kind of engagement, the contextual engagement that would make sense and it will give you an indication of the quality as well as the uh, realistic engagement between the followers and that influencer. So fraud can be easily spotted by analyzing engagement ratio, growth rate, irrelevant engagement, and of course, the type and the quality of the content of that influencer. Tip number three, discuss creative concept with the influencer and give them creative freedom. They know their followers more than you. And, um, this is something that I know that some brands battle with because they feel like they lose control when they leave uh, the influencer with a lot of creative freedom. And this is where a sweet spot needs to be found. Um, sharing with the influencer the kind of you know creative concept of the campaign is really important because it kind of educates that influencer on what your brand is all about what is your product or service um, who really are the specific target audience uh, that you have um, you know that you that you want to target and how 
does that kind of mirror into their following it just gives the influencer not only information but context of why the uh, you as a brand or as a business decided to work with them on that particular campaign so by giving them that information it becomes a relationship between you and the influencer to sit down and have brainstorming session by giving the influencer creative freedom to come up with creative ideas to kind of share the messaging that you are very keen on sharing uh, uh, through that influencer in the campaign and by doing that kind of communication and that kind of relationship building you actually make sure that the messaging that's being shared through the different influencers that you're working with uh, they don't look like you know um, a copy you know they are they are different and they are true to the influencer and true to the creative side of that influencer without jeopardizing or affecting the overall message that you want out of it. So it's definitely a win-win situation. So this is a tip that I hope more and more businesses and even brands consider when they want to um, start a campaign with an influencer. Tip number four, agree on specific KPIs. Now, I, it's, I know this is like very uh, obvious, but not all businesses have very clear and specific KPIs when they're doing um, influencer marketing campaigns. There are a lot of KPIs that are sometimes unrealistic because not all influencers um, or influencer campaigns can be directly related to sales. But it is very important to have certain KPIs, not only in the deal that you have with the influencer, but also in the expectations, to be honest about your expectations out of that campaign with the influencer. So just make sure that you are also set up with the software or you have a team to monitor the results as per the agreed KPIs and that you have very actionable goals that make sense for you and for the influencer that you're partnering with. Okay, tip number five, build connections with influencers by sponsoring contests or giveaways. And I wanted to put that in because today we cannot deal with influencer marketing like, you know, a sort of a hit and run. We try it, we do it, and then we just bounce. It doesn't work like that. It's so much um, similar to uh, public relations and uh, media relations in the sense that these influencers become like the megaphone that you're using to talk about a certain campaign or uh, to talk about your brand and its efficacy and its, you know, uh, its uh, bro uh, product um, listing or types or whatever it is. So we have to also look at them as um, journalists in the sense, you know, um, so by building that relationship and understanding what do, you know, what they do uh, outside of our deal gives us opportunities to showcase to them that we are not just a brand that uh, speaks to them when we need something out of it. So it becomes very, you know, um, businessy in the sense, but we are also a brand who believe in the in their creative process and in them as creative content creators. So we uh, use uh, that uh, that as an opportunity to also build brand by sponsoring contests that they do, giveaways that they do. 
This also gives credibility to the relationship. So it shows in front of the followers, you know, who are very, very smart that this relationship between this uh, influencer and your business is not just based on an agreement or a deal. It is also based on uh, the influencer being very keen on working with you and your business uh, outside certain campaigns. Okay, so tip number six is to sign contracts and to be very clear on intellectual property or IP. Um, and this is where the gray areas come, you know, come into play. When, when we don't have very um, clear contracts between us and between the influencers, regardless of the size of the influencer, it becomes very muddy in terms of expectations and in terms of also um, uh, publishing dates and all of the good stuff. So it's very, very important to be very clear in terms of the relationship between you as a business owner and the influencer and to create very clear contracts between you two because this is a kind of a partnership, even if it's a very timely partnership. At the same time, the contracts will be um, a kind of a, a, a way to register any kind of um, intellectual property and who is the owner of that end result, which is the uh, creative content. So if you have a campaign and the influencer is helping you with the campaign and you know that this is a timely matter and that the uh, content that will be created for that campaign is just for timely reasons, you might, you know, feel that the, the intellectual property of that particular campaign can stay with the influencer. You, you as a brand have the right to reshare it during the campaign dates. However, if you're working with an influencer when it comes to a brand uh, deal over a longer period of time, you might feel that it, it is necessary for you to have uh, ownership of the intellectual property, you know, ownership of that kind of content for you to repurpose it and reuse it on the platform or on other platforms such as your website or, in, you know, any other place. Uh, the clarity on the intellectual property will also um, impact the cost of this partnership, of course, especially if you want intellectual property of that particular content to use it for advertising reasons. So um, having very clear um, contracts and a very uh, clear KPIs as well as very clear ownership of the uh, intellectual property, it becomes a much smoother relationship and a much smoother process during the course of the campaign. Tip number seven is to consider shifting from influencer deal to brand ambassadorship. And I say that it doesn't work for everybody, but I say that because that's a very natural and positive way and also sometimes cost efficient when it comes to small business owners. Because as we all know, our uh, budgets are not as big as big brands. So when we have um, influencers, especially if they are, you know, micro or nano influencers, and we work with them consistently, and we have seen results in this relationship, and they have um, showcased a very authentic partnership with us, moving them from just a timely influencer deal to brand ambassadorship in certain cases could be the right way of moving forward and growing together and growing that relationship. So don't, you know, don't take ambassadorship uh, off the table. 
it is something to consider especially when there is when there has been consistent positive result uh, with a particular influencer in you know on several campaigns or or on several deals this is a very good option and it's a very cost efficient option um, especially for small business owners Tip number eight is to partner with complementary brands to work with a particular influencer as a 360 degree experience. And this is an option, especially for small business owners who want to, who want to work with large influencers. So, um, as we all know, influencers, depending on their follower size, as well as their engagement rate, their reach, and you know, so many details that we need to consider, based on those details, there are certain rates um, and categories of rates for different influencers. So when, as a brand, as a small business, uh, if you want to work with a larger, a bit more expensive influencer, sometimes partnerships work so when you and another brand a complementary brand work together and book the influencer on an overall campaign that makes sense for you and for the partner brand then the costs are being divided and that's a great way to consider when you're doing um, when you're doing campaigns especially if they are timely because then it makes sense for you to also work with big influencers and influencers who are more expensive or not within 100% within your budget so like for example if you have a spa let's say you your business is a brick and mortar and you have a spa and this spa is located inside a mall then by partnering with the mall management by partnering with them and agreeing on working with a particular influencer then the experience would be for the influencer to cover both going to the mall and as well having you know a day of pampering at the spa it's a win-win situation for the mall as well as for you as a business owner of the spa and it makes sense for the influencer especially if it's within their content um, type and content ideas and this is what they usually give uh, within their content strategy to their followers it makes sense for the influencer as well so that's kind of a win-win situation of course the deliverables of such deals then would become something that you and your brand partner need to consider so that um, the cost will not be too high and it will be easily distributed amongst you two. So this is a great way to work with expensive influencers, really big influencers as a small business owner. Tip number nine is to build relationships and to give the influencer something that you have access to. You know, just like I've mentioned before, looking at influencers just like the way we look at media when we're doing our public relations is really important especially if the influencer is uh, a valuable influencer that you've worked with several times so understanding the um, interests of that influencer and understanding what uh, other kinds of content do they create within their strategy and if you as a business owner have access to certain services or certain products uh, that would be interesting for that influencer, then hooking them up with that, with that thing could be a great way to also build relationship and build trust between you and between, between you and that influencer. So um, always look at this relationship and on the long term. It's not a short term relationship. By looking at it that way, 
you kind of start uh, identifying certain things that could be interest to that influencer. And if you have access to it, you can basically, you know, support them with it by either an introduction or by helping them find the right person to, uh, to get something from another company that could be, you have access to that builds trust and that builds, um, authentic relation relations with these influencers who will never forget, uh, you as a business owner, as well, as well as your brand and who would consider that uh, you know, consider, have that to consider the next time they work with you. So on the long term, that could be, that could, um, affect maybe not the pricing of the influencer, but of the coverage of that influencer and the implementation of the campaign. You know, when the influencer loves a brand, even if they have agreed to a certain KPI, they might go over and above, uh, their agreement, their agreement, because they believe in you and in your business and in your brand. So there's always something positive that comes out of such kind of relationships. Okay. So the final tip is to incorporate influencer marketing when you're ready to be consistent at it. And I'm saying this because, um, as I've mentioned before, it's not a hit and run kind of strategy actually that is very damaging to your image and very damaging to your reputation because influencers talk amongst each other. <laughs> so, um, it's really important that when you sit down and you start putting your plans and you, you are trying to incorporate influencer marketing into your overall plans, then to take that decision once you know that you're going to consistently use influencer marketing in your strategy. So you could be, you know, you could take that decision based on knowing that you have a lot of activations coming up, different campaigns or different events that you can utilize this particular tool with. So there you have it. These are the 10 tips that I wanted to share with you. Um, these tips will give you an overall strategy and perspective of how to look at influencer marketing and also control the overwhelm and believe that it's not only budget oriented. So you don't think, oh, I don't have the budget, so I cannot do that. But it's also gives you the perspective of, okay, with my budgets, with my limited budget, how can I utilize this tool that I know will give, um, a very, very big impact on my sales or my uh, credibility building, my reputation building, and of course, on my brand building as a small business owner. The important thing to remember is that there are all types of influencers are out there. Being a small business owner or having limitations, as I said, in the budget are not factors that can prevent you from utilizing influencer marketing in your plans. The important thing to remember is to do the homework, study the platforms really well and make sure that you really have a solid research about the influencers that you want to work with before putting together a plan and brainstorming ideas for collaboration. And with that, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you as always for listening. Please feel free to connect with me. If you have any topic or suggestion to discuss, you you know how to connect with me either via email or on my website. All my social accounts are mentioned in the social in the show notes. As always, I hope that you didn't forget to subscribe to my podcast. 
I would be honored if you could give me a review. And if you think that my podcast would be interesting to somebody, please feel free to share it with them. I can't wait to touch base with you this time next week. So till then, have a great week and take care.